The following was created specifically for the wellness revelation, The Journey, a movement of people towards the heart of God. To learn more about this movement, go to revelationwellness.org book. Hi, everybody. My name is Elisa Keaton, and this is the Revelation Wellness Podcast, and this is a, rev- a Revving the Word episode as we journey through the book, The Wellness Revelation. Uh, right now, there are about 2,000 of us going through this training process together. It's paced out. It's, met, it's, it's designed to meet you where you are to gently grab you by the hand or to firmly grab you by the hand and gently lead you. If, if weight, you know, just not feeling good in your body has been a battle for you, highly encourage you to please head over, get the book, and then come back. If you look at the podcasts that have been the lineup here uh, for the last five, six podcasts, that's what we've been doing week by week, going through and, and using this time, a podcast, putting some truth in your ears as you move your body. And I'm just trusting God with all the, the pieces of that, the, all the pieces. He knows you better than anyone else, than any personal trainer could try to get to know you uh, at the inmost place of who you are. We want to start there. And then everything else in terms of your cardiovascular ability, your strength, your flexibility, all good things, they matter. And I believe they matter to God, but they're just not the first and the most thing. Amen. So this is a, a worship, a worship issue. So all we're going to do today is move our body and hear God's truth. We're actually going to go into a really thick place today, which is the mind. If you have found yourself going, I got, I keep doing what I don't want to do. I promise you, it's not a matter of your motivation. It's not a matter of your goodness, your, even your desire. It comes down to something in our minds. We believe a truth for an lie, for a lie, and we exchange created things, or we exchange creator God for created things. So when we believe a lie, it is in our, our minds, our hearts. God is trying to get to our hearts, but we got to get past our mind first. What we think about, what we meditate on, what's the story that plays over in our mind? What is God trying to interrupt? What story is he trying to rewrite? What page is he trying to turn? Okay, that's in us. It's in our bodies and it keeps us from living a full life. That promised life of John 10, 10. I'm all about that for you. So it doesn't matter where just whatever size you are, whatever ability you are, you are perfectly qualified to be here today and to move your body in love and to hear truth that will reorient you back to your original design because you're a good idea. Do you hear me? You are a good idea. All right. Hey, some of you have asked if I um, am available to come speak, and the answer is yes, absolutely. You can, for now, email us at info at revelationwellness.org if you are interested in any way of bringing this holistic message. It really isn't about the fitness. Um, We have unhealth in us. We just have places in us that we we try to cover up with a good pair of yoga pants. Amen? <laughs> and maybe go to the gym and take care of it for a minute. But it's in our bodies and we want to release it and bring it back into alignment with God's love and God's truth. So it's really what I do. A message of freedom, a message of wholeness. 
And I'd love to talk to you, uh, your people, your community, uh, and help them. Uh, I feel like this is something you don't know until you know. Amen? I think we, we've disassociated the body. We've kind of put it over in this uh, cage, saying, I'll get to you later. I'll deal with you. When we're told to love the Lord our God with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength, our bodies. Almost, I think, what if we stopped looking at the last thing, maybe just said, okay, let's, let's put this thing under the microscope. What is my body telling me? What kind of story, uh, messages, if I can get back in touch with it? So that's what we're going to do today. All right, today is an endurance workout. Actually, sorry, uh, I'm going to invite you to a few interval pushes. I'll tell you when to do that right now on a scale of 1 to 10. You're about a five, you're moving your body, you're going for a walk, a run, a jog, a bike, lifting weights, mowing the lawn, doing dishes, cleaning the house. <laughs> um, if you wanna break out in some squats as you're cleaning out the house, well, my goodness, whatever would get your heart rate up in a little higher fashion, you'll be welcome to do that. All right, we're gonna get after the mind today, the battlefield, it's where it happens. You're not crazy, you're just believing a lie, okay? All right, I'm going to get the music going in three, two, one, play. All right. Easy feet. Happy feet. If you are walking, keep your head up. Whatever you're doing, how about that? Keep your head up. Take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale. Few more breaths, right? We're, you are way ahead of the breath right now. The breath is not chasing you down. What happens? Anxiety, or if you feel like you have to burn off yesterday's whatever, then you'll, you will take that fear and anxiety and cram your body, push it, and hurt it even. It's just not kind to it. So let it raise up slowly. I think we're living in a culture that doesn't give permission to, to warm up, to ease into it, okay? Especially when it comes to the body. Everyone, I want you to have a kind thought. Let's do this. Let's have a kind thought about your body. Go ahead, kind. You can do it, kind thought. For me, I'm having a kind thought. I'm actually, a few days from now, I'm gonna be hiking the Grand Canyon in our yearly fundraising hike called Rim to Him. We train about 50 people from all over the nation and worldwide to cross the Grand Canyon in one day. We do it every year to tell you it's a lot of training. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta train. Good self-discipline, but the whole point is not to just see what we can do with our bodies. The whole point is to meet with God in one of His seven wonders of the world creation as His creation. It's just amazing little trip we do. You're welcome to come. I think the signups are open now, so you can look at the events page. But I'm just grateful I get to go do that in a few days. Very grateful, very grateful my feet work, my knees, my legs.
All right, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are animating us right now. You got us. You gave us. You give us a hopeful thought. And we we come into agreement with your goodness for today, God. Your fullness for our lives, God. Speak to our minds now. Start untangling the lies and the truth. Take your light, shine it. Arrest all the hooligans in our mind, God. All the liars, all the thieves. With your shining light, put their backs against the wall, put them in handcuffs, and we take them captive. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10, a 1 is how you feel when you're laying in bed. Just laying there staring at the ceiling. A 10, all-out effort. You can't maintain it for very long, but more than maybe 10, 20 seconds. You're about a 5, 6, moving towards a 7. Okay, head up, shoulders down. Be in your skin, everyone. Get in. Be in the skin that you've been given. You can probably close your mouth and take a breath in. It probably feels better, though, to exhale and open your mouth. All right, our scripture today. It's from week five. the wellness revelation it's a powerful one so get ready we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ yes let's say it again move your body breathe Take this in, let it rearrange your cellular DNA, the neurology of your brain and the wiring, because this is truth. I hope your heart stands up when it hears this truth. We demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So this is already telling us that there are thoughts, there are things that set themselves up against you knowing God. <laughs> Arguments and pretensions that try to cut you off from the love of God. Thoughts that you have connected to memories, things you've experienced, your own filter. We all have one that we see the world through. And if it's not cleaned off, washed by the word we will let that real thing that thing that really happened to us or that thing that we really saw happen become our truth everyone please remember just because it's real doesn't mean it's true The context of 2 Corinthians 10 
It opens in verse 3, talking about although we walk in the flesh, we don't wage war according to the flesh. So everyone, let's be clear. There is a war. Amen? I want you at a seven. Seven. There is a war, yes? (laughs) Yeah, come on, you feel that tension. It's that place of, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. It's that place of one minute you're doing great, the next minute somebody says something, does something, or you're just believing, you know, you ever notice like things just get dropped into your mind. The other morning I literally woke up with a low grade spiritual fever, like kind of irritated, just low grade. (laughs) Went to bed fine woke up like what and honestly if I took a moment it was there was there was just a tiny little message that I started to believe and honestly it was as I saw something else happen like on my social media feed there's that social media thing It's good to be connected, but what about when we're connected to falsehood? What about when, actually, if if the breakthrough of somebody else creates envy in us, right? But remember, it's all good news, everybody. Come on now, it's all good news. Whenever things come up that make you feel bad or terrible, remember, God's permitting that, He's allowing that because He's One, healing you deeper, making you whole, fortified fortified for the days to come. (laughs) The problem is we start to think God is supposed to give us a vacation from our life rather than a fortified life, a strengthened life, and nothing gets stronger that isn't put under tension. Come on, that's just gospel right there. Nothing increases that isn't under tension in this world. So it's funny how God even takes sin, boomerangs it on itself and says, okay, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use it. Nothing wasted. Nothing wasted. Noticing your breath, comfortably breathing, comfortably working. Okay. So when a thorn comes, because it will, Paul had him. We're all gonna have him. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be sealed up and without pain for the days ahead. I want to make you guys pain warriors. That you don't run from it. You let it come and you let it teach you, whatever it is there to teach you, how you would know a God who is greater and turn suffering on its head. Demolishing. This is how we fight now. We don't fight like the war, the world. We don't fight according to the flesh. We don't create more self-protection or self 
aggrandizing ourselves, building a bigger platform, none of that. We all do that, trying not to feel. You're gonna feel, but you're gonna be sober, amen? Say that. I'm gonna feel and I'm gonna stay sober. My, that's my goal. Now, you won't do it perfectly. So see, what happens is even the truth that we say, the enemy comes back to accuse us when we fall short. And you will. It's so you could know God more intimately. I fall on my knees. I know Him more. I need Him more. Breathe. I want you to start to move towards an eight, okay? We have divine powers to demolish strongholds. Let that bring up a vision in your mind. We have divine powers, not flesh powers, powers that come from a higher place, divine, from heaven to earth, divine powers. Let me ask you, what are those? Just ask the Holy Spirit, what kind of divine powers do I have? Ask Him. Here's what I heard, Elisa. You have the power to see in the dark. <laughs> you have the power to choose love instead of fear. You have the power, because your mind is renewed in my word, to remember my words. Even though if you look around, you don't see anything that looks like my word, you have power. You have ability to rise higher. You have the power to speak life into dead places. You have the power to call goodness forth where shame might try to take you captive. You have the power to turn the light on in the dark. Demolishing strongholds. Now let me talk to some of you going, I don't want, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is defined as a castle, a fortress or anything on which one relies. Ha! Come on. Anything on which you rely. Truth be told, without a renewed mind, without my daily meeting with God, I will rely on myself. I will rely on my own story. 
I will rely on my own experiences. I will rely on lies. Because I know them. They hurt. And I've always said this, listen to me. You will get whatever you expect. What you're looking for, you will find. If you look to be hurt, you will be hurt. Yeah, this reminds me of a friend of mine in high school. I remember her all the time. She was kind of a really, she didn't trust food places. Places that would, restaurants. People making her food. She was, I, th I think what happened is once upon a time, get this, when she was little, she found a hair in her food and it grossed her out. And then what she did is going forward, she began to look for hair in her food because she feared eating a hair. She feared just the gross level of that. And I can remember her one day saying, you know, we go into lunch, we're all together. And again, she found a hair in her food. <laughs> and she said out loud, why is it always me? Why am I always the one finding hair in my food? How come you guys don't find hair in your food? Why is it just me? As if the world is conspiring to put hair just in her food. <laughs> and I remember in my 16-year-old wisdom saying, well, it's because you look for it. I'm just eating. <laughs> right? So what we do, wherever we've suffered pain or when things didn't go the way they should, we red flag it and our brain says, okay, going forward, let's try to keep that from happening again. So here's what we're gonna do. And it creates a battle plan for you to protect yourself. And listen, some of that is good and godly. Go to an eight. Eight. Our brains are awesome, but they must be renewed. They must be renewed. Memories will not be forgotten. They must be renewed. Thoughts, experiences will not be forgotten. They must be renewed. And in the renewal, is the power to demolish the stronghold. That battle plan that you used to rely on, burn it. Burn it now. Burn it now. <laughs> God is your high tower. God is your fortress. Remember, stronghold, fortress. Let him take more territory in your mind. That's what the enemy wants to do. In, in war terms, a stronghold is taken by either side, friend or foe, so that it can take more and more ground, take more space. So right now, in Jesus' name, we demolish all those strongholds with love, peace, joy, that you are God's chosen chosen one, a royal priesthood. 
past. Listen, the priests aren't afraid of the people. They lean in, they get their hands dirty. They're not afraid of being soiled. They actually know the remedy to the pain is to press in, draw near, compassion, empathy, lean in, demolish by leaning in. For the next 20 seconds, go to a nine, go. It's not comfortable, lean in, lean in. Demolish, come on. Divine powers to destroy. Four, three, two, pull back. Good job. Stay at an eight. Do your best, stay at an eight. If you need to come back to a seven to recover, go ahead. So listen, your mind, you must go higher. <laughs> the battle, the stronghold, neurologically in your mind, it's been taking place in your amygdala. It's the smoke detector of the brain. And it's there for good reason. It's there to protect you if a lion was chasing you. It's there to protect you if you are being hunted. And you are. But we're forgetting what happens if we don't have a revelation of truth. If we don't have a revelation of love. And we just live in fear. And we live in shame. And we live in guilt. In the lower areas of the brain. If we just stay there, then the stronghold gets bigger. Fear, shame, and guilt get bigger and bigger and bigger but your brain has been designed with a reasoning center it's high up prefrontal medial cortex everyone if you can take your hand and put it right on your forehead right there right behind that area of your head is the high tower it was meant, it's the place of reasoning and compassion. Oh, and as we've said, how dangerous is the truth and love. Go to a nine, come on. Go to a nine for 20 seconds. Climb up the high tower. The amygdala is down low towards the base. The smoke detector that goes off is there to send you high. You don't panic. You don't run away in fear or run away to hide. You don't go chase after it and try to be your own savior. Pull back, pull back. God says, come higher to my fortress and reason, reason with me. That fire, that pain, let's reason. Let's talk about it. 
Let's feel it together. Come on. This, friends, destroys. You know what destroys strongholds? Your relationship with a God who is love and his word that is true and sets you free. Come on. The whole point of this is to get the word in you and to get it moving through you. Move to a nine. So brain, right now, put your hand on your forehead. In Jesus' name. Prefrontal medial cortex, come online. The place where you and God sit together. It's the place where God hands me my night vision goggles. It's the place where God hands me the sword of truth. It's the place where God says, put this on, you're gonna need it. It's the place where God says, shh, listen, listen. You'll hear songs of praise. Listen, there is no good news unless it infiltrates bad news. You are a warrior. Pain is real, but it's not true. Demolish, take it captive. So when the amygdala, the smoke detector goes off and says, see, you found another hair. Panic, panic, panic. You're gonna grab it and take it captive. Run it up to the high tower. That thought, you run it up to the high tower and you say, God, look what I found. What happened? Look what happened. Tell me what you see. I promise you, friends, your brain is good. Your brain is good. Jesus' name, all the rewiring of our brains are healthy. Reconnect all the synapses firing correctly. I want you to spend this last two minutes. Move your body, let him rewire your brain. If you want to push to a nine for 20 seconds or a 10, come on, break away from the lies. Say, I live in truth. My God gets the first and final say. Five, four, three, two, Pull back. You have one minute before you cool down. One minute, come on.
we demolish old beliefs, old things that we used to rely on by taking them captive, put them in handcuffs, send them up to the high tower. It's like walking them up the gallows where they must be destroyed, killed. And we put them on trial under the spotlight of God's love and truth. You can begin to recover. I'm going to read to you a quote from a book called The God-Shaped Brain. It says, because lies believed break the circle of love and trust, inflame the limbic, limbic system. It's the part of the brain, the lower part of the brain, the amygdala area. It inflames that part of the brain. Lies believed break the circle of love and trust, inflame the limbic system, and impair the prefrontal cortex's function. Right where you put your hand on your forehead? The many enemy is hoping you will never get there. That you will never know that you've been given power, love, and a sound mind. Power and love to have compassion for others. And a sound mind for reasoning. That's what happens up in that high place of the brain where we take captive whatever's trying to incite or inflame our fear, our shame, our guilt, and we run it up to the high tower. He finishes the sentence by saying, and love cannot flow where lies about God abound. Love cannot flow where lies about God abound. God is love. You're not crazy. You just don't know how loved you are. You're not hopeless. You're not a mess. You just don't know how loved you are. And love demolishes it all. So I'm going to talk through an example for you in closing. The other day, my daughter gave me some bad news, right? The kind where a mom would panic. A good mom. I'm a good mom. My heart's good. My responses are not always good. My response when I wage war in the flesh, never good. Amen? That's why the Bible says we don't wage war anymore like that. So the bad news hits. But I have trained my mind to have space to breathe. This is why, be still and be loved. This is why, friends, all this doing is nothing 
unless you have learned how to sit, be still, and just meditate, sit. The world is not gonna give you permission to do this. You have to make it happen. I think a lot of times our Christian circles were exhausted because we're constantly going from activity, activity, thinking if I do more, I'll be more whole. When you need to be still and let love catch up with you. Listen, if you haven't practiced just three to five minutes of sitting in silence, breathing prayer, inhale, Holy Spirit, exhale, come and fill me, whatever, it's simple. It's not study the word, it's just breathe. Listen to the Be Still and Be Loved podcast. Because I've trained my brain, I'm telling you, that type of, if you practice stillness, it's literally like creating a bumper around you. You know bumper cars, you know when you hit, you bounce right off, right? The enemy wants metal on metal. The enemy wants full on, wants no airbags. Meditation is like an airbag. Stillness is like an airbag. Quiet, silence is like an airbag. It literally, neurologically, neuroscience, this is the only, one of the greatest ways to retrain a traumatized person. Because your brain is wired for stillness. Your brain is wired for peace. Your amygdala needs a day off. If not a day, three minutes. So instead of running from the fire or into the fire, I'm now able, I can open up a can of calm and take my fear captive. And then I take that news or whatever it is and I run it up to the watchtower to see what God says. And here's what I know, and you need to figure out what yours are. God tells me these four things. And he's not like tapping his toe with his arms crossed, frustrated with me like, Alisa, haven't I told you? All right, let's do it again. No, he goes, oh, let me tell you a story. Let me remind you, let me say, you know, like a, you know when your kid would ask for the same story over and over, and in our flesh, we would grow weary. We wouldn't say it with much excitement as we did the first time, because our flesh is bored of it. God never tires. He never says the same thing to us with, without that first initial love, excitement that we would know. And he says to me, Elisa, remember, I am infinitely good. Meaning he's infinitely creative. That if it's not good, it's not done. So this is not good right now. I hear this news, but I'm not done. And I have to remember, oh yeah, in order for good news to rise and get bigger, bad news must be exposed. So I don't have to fear bad news. The second thing he says is, I am totally trustworthy. <laughs> you can rest. He told me one time, Elisa, just whistle a song for me while I work. <laughs> you know, nothing would irritate the enemy more than to see us rest, whistle a song while God works. I really believe there's probably no higher praise you can give God than to choose to worship Him in your pain rather than create a plan, build a wall, 
by a weapon. No greater worship. And they hand it over. Say, I commit this into your hands because you are totally trustworthy. Third thing he says to me, and nothing's impossible for me. Remember that, Elisa. This is not impossible for me. I am the God of infinitely, creatively more. This is no thing to me. Just remember that so you don't start building your plans without my instructions. And the fourth thing he says, this is not impossible for you. You can be here. You can love here. You can believe for greater here. You can speak life. You can hold peace. And I really like he says, hey, just hold this till I get back. I'll be right back. And he hands me, <laughs> he hands me a feast. Just feed the people while I'm working on this. Throw a party. Do the opposite of what your flesh wants to do. Every addict organization will tell you that. Act opposite. We demolish. This is how we demolish. Arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God in my mind. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So I take captive every thought and make it obedient to those four truths of God. God is infinitely good, totally trustworthy. Nothing's impossible for Him. I can hold love and truth and peace here. Even though my flesh tries to tell me you're a fool. The liar will come for your flesh. That's why it's important. Take care of yourself. Rest. Eat well. Stay hydrated. Take care of yourself. If there's a crack in the physical, he'll go for it. He'll go for it. But pain is there to teach you, to walk you up to the high tower. And so I close with this prayer from page 150. Thank you for saving me, God. Thank you for always thinking of me. I now ask for more of your mind. Fill me with your thoughts. I know the war that ensues inside me will not be won until I lay down the weapons of this world and put on my spiritual armor of salvation, righteousness, truth, and peace. Help me to raise my shield of faith to deflect the fiery darts of the enemy who hates to see me healthy, whole, and free. Help me wield the sword of your word, which is sharp enough to destroy anything that comes against me and which removes my diseased thoughts. In Jesus' name, I take back all the stolen territory of my mind and mark it occupied by God. Fill my mind with more of your truth and love. Everybody, put your hand on your forehead. I'm going to say that last sentence, and you say it with me. Heart open, hand on your head right at that reasoning and compassionate place. In Jesus' name,
I take back all the stolen territory of my mind and mark it occupied by God. Fill my mind with more of your truth and love. Amen. Washed in the blood of your